0: Welcome to the Millionaire Mindcast, where we broadcast weekly interviews with Millionaire Minds from across the globe to empower you on your journey of unlocking a rich and fulfilling life. It's time to unleash your millionaire within. Now, here's your host, Maddie A. What's going on, guys? Welcome into
1: today's show. What's going on? We got some good stuff for you today. This was a busy week, man. To all my listeners out there, I appreciate you sticking around to hear. Um, I want to remind everybody, I don't have a crystal ball.
0: Greedwell has been loving this weekend crypto meltdown. I will just say that he's been
1: loving it. You know, and it's so funny. But you call, you've
0: been, you've been, you've
1: been talking Every, about this for a while. You I have would, not switched up. Where's everybody at? Because my inbox got light. I've been, uh, I've been waiting for all you. Uh, when it was man, hot yeah, man. and it was booming to the moon, you was getting a lot of shit talked to you, huh? I am consistent. I've been the same since day one. I've never changed. I don't care when it rides up, but I will remind you when it rides down, what's that return on crypto in the month? Down 21%? Right now it is.
0: Bitcoin Ooh. at 48,250 this morning. We got some... Crypto updates for you guys. Of course, it was a little bit of a wild week in um, the market with Omicron fears. Ryan will tell you what happened over the course of the last week and what we can expect as we head into the holidays. We've got some wild updates in terms of this Omicron being used as a very interesting uh, bargaining, I guess not even a bargaining, uh, more of a pawn yeah. in this game of chess, just like, just like the Austria, Israel. Um, Germany with some very uh, stringent and strict headlines coming out of their countries. Some massive news coming out of CNN this week. Uh, Trevor Noah as uh, surprise, surprise, surprisingly uh, being uh, I applauded do, by I Republicans. Do actually, not. I, I still like his show. Oh, Marie loves his show. I I don't I don't mind his show. He's a little woke for me, but at the same time, yeah, he is. At the end of the day, like whether you're super woke or you're super conservative. I can I can still
1: listen to certain people and find a Back. healthy medium of being like. But if I believe that's somebody I could healthily disagree with, yeah, and like really disagree with him. He did but a, he would have a drink with you the whole time. He
0: did a great show with yeah, uh, Dan yeah. Crenshaw, um, yeah. where obviously he's left, Dan Crenshaw's right, and they had an awesome interview. And Colbert, actually, if you Colbert, have I had listen to way. that. Um, I would definitely check out Colbert. I struggle with him a little bit, but with
1: he's, that, yeah, I, I you know I I like I like healthy disagreements. I do too. With and I the like, first word being healthy. <laughs> yeah. And the <laughs>
0: fact that they're both
1: pretty funny when they're not talking yeah, about politics exactly. is That's uh, about I, I like
0: those guys, but welcome in guys. We've got a great show for you. With that being said, if you are new to the podcast, welcome. We talk all things money, real estate, market news, world news, and headlines, and how all of that funnels back and ties into your money.
1: Bottom line.
0: If you enjoy the show, all we ask is that you hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. Mm-hmm. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays coming to help you on your wealth building journey. And of course, leave a five-star review in iTunes. If you haven't taken advantage of the free financial x-ray that Ryan and his team do, if you have an investment portfolio and you wanna know if you're getting overfeed, overcharged, if you're getting your money mismanaged or that you're properly allocated and you just want that affirmation, text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. If you're an accredited investor Mm -hmm. and you want more passive investment opportunities, you want to know more about my syndications, the different investment opportunities that I offer out to our amazing network. And the great thing is I've been able to connect with hundreds of you amazing accredited investors that have either already invested in some of my deals or are on my deals list. All you got to do is text the word deals to 844-447-1555. You do need to be an accredited investor. With that being said, Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah. This week, I, it was funny, man. I um I saw, you know, every week you and I are always sending back news headlines and memes and you know, Instagram posts and all kinds of stuff. And um the other day I saw uh, it was I forget which Republican it was, because I follow Republicans. And I also follow Democrats. I, I like to see kind of who the leaders, at least the influential leaders of each party, mm-hmm. what they're kind of pushing out into. What they're saying, yeah, into their communities and, and with their followers. And I forget who it was, but basically, um, they were like, "He took the red pill." Because
1: oh yeah, from the 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 news, and they were using the new scene from the Matrix because that's all over the internet now. Yeah. Yep. And it was basically
0: in March of this year, Trevor Noah said, um, you know, basically paraphrasing, but it's no wonder so many Republicans don't want to take the vaccine because they don't trust it because that's what Fox News tells them. And then I think it was Friday on his show, he came out and said, basically was like, okay, so now Moderna is trying to push fourth vaccine when the vaccines already have kind of proven not to be very effective they haven't slowed the spread they haven't protected people like this is starting to get very questionable
1: to me and like the internet blew up over it right yeah twitter he was trending on twitter i I think it's just funny because he you know he was like oh yeah you know i just don't think that the maker of the drug should be in the party of conversation to decide whether we use or don't use that drug. You shared a crazy headline before we started this show about Moderna's profits. Oh, yeah. It was literally, we're going to round up. It's like 99% of their profits um, were from 99% of their profits. It was the vaccine sales last quarter, which is a lot, lot of money.
0: Well, and I just think it's funny now to so many different governments. Are using this Omicron scare?
1: Well, just go look at. Here's a fun one, guys. Go look at a uh, 2019 uh, top 100 um, business executives wealthiest, and then look at 2020s, and you're going to be shocked when you see Pfizer and. Moderna. I was going to say they're all the medical mafia, big yeah, pharma. Yeah, they're up there, and so that that's if it was for. I just don't know why profits can't be taken out of it. Yeah. It they wouldn't make me. I would not care if one company's got used over another's, right? Yeah. It's just the fact that it's 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 taxpayer dollars that turned into corporate profits. Mm-hmm. The federal government used all taxpayer of, dollars, yeah, to pay big pharma for their health
0: to protect them by buying all of these, you know, with our tax dollars, buying all of these, uh, you know, vials of the the jabby walkie, and
1: it made a lot of. Made money a lot of for big people. pharma companies. It did. it did. That was the that's very the, few people made a lot of money. Yeah. That's a that's the it's a really like if you take that part out of the story, it's really nothing to talk about because that all is in line with hey, it almost makes you wonder where those companies would be at without. Well, Moderna wasn't doing great prior. I mean, they were doing fine. They have it. They have a line of medicine. They have a pipeline that they're working on. So they're doing fine, but there, there's no just look at the market capitalizations of these companies crazy right i mean it's unbelievable so profit profit definitely was a part of that unfortunately
0: but they are still looking to i guess what i don't understand about this agenda and it really is a worldwide one because these big pharmaceutical companies are supplying you know the the vaccine all across the world yep um you know this omicron which basically the south africa you know, health minister came out and said, we're monitoring it very, you know, uh, mild symptoms, very Mm -hmm. similar to actually less than the Delta variant. Um, But then you see Austria this week came out, unvaccinated will be formally asked to get vaccinated starting February 15th. Those who fail to comply one month later will face penalties, penalties for non six 600 euros every three months, maximum penalty could be up to 3,600 euros a month, which is crazy. Israel, the Ministry of Health just came out, I think it was Sunday, like yesterday. Um, They're talk and talks about a fourth vaccine shot, um, and that if you even have three vaccine shots, your vaccination pass will get revoked. Uh, we saw uh, Germany had massive lockdowns and basically are like segregating people within like supermarkets. Australia I believe it was like you can't even like go like outside of your house except to like when you're in these barricades I mean some of the videos that were coming out I mean it looks like straight imprisonment camps like metal everywhere you're sleeping on a you know a metal bench you got a little porta potty inside your room like it's it's gnarly and people are like ah you know that that stuff won't happen but it is right yeah it's happening it's happening and so I think for me, and what I've said all along is like, hey, if you wanna get your vaccine, please do. No but it. now knowing what we know and have seen play out in other governments around the world, we've seen with the data of actual mortality rates, we've seen with um, you know the economic and cultural impacts of division and segregation and also the flat out recovery rate and how like drastic this is. And then also the data that's now more and more coming out about all of the impacts of the vaccine and some of the risks with the vaccine. People that are trying to ostracize and demonize and make other people who have chosen not to get that as if they're the risk and they're the ones who are horrible human beings and you know this cultural kind of war that is going
1: on right now like if you're one of those people, you need to you need to stop. <laughs> well, yeah. you need just to just like you need just to shut like, up. Just like on the opposite side, you shouldn't be berating somebody if they chose to do that. Right. I don't. It needs to be the equivalent on both sides. It's it's a freedom of choice. Yeah. And if somebody feels like they feel more comfortable doing that, just like that, I guarantee somebody on my street drives down to the gas station and buys a 24 pack of cigarettes every two weeks and, and rips them down, and I would not choose that as part of my life. But if that's what they want to do with theirs. By golly, welcome to America. Are you an accredited investor looking for more passive
0: income investment opportunities? If so, text the word DEALS to 844-447-1555. This will get you on my accredited investor list. And anytime we have a new exclusive syndication opportunity that you can invest in, you will be the first to know. That's DEALS to 844-447-1555.
1: Yeah, so that's, that's a that's one of the benefits of living in America.
0: Well, just a reminder too. At the end of the day, judge somebody based on their character and their actions, not by their health status or yeah. their vaccine status, or you um, know.
1: Yeah, when are people going to stop this regurgitation of you know I'm doing it for everybody else? Yeah, it's like well that doesn't work anymore because no, now the doesn't. data doesn't support that narrative any longer. It doesn't,
0: and you can already see with cases like Florida, lowest. Case and mortality rate, and they're wide the hell open.
1: Yeah, right. Man, and
0: Advent all... Health, one of the largest corporations in Florida, it's the largest hospital system in Florida. Eighty three thousand employees. They just came out this weekend and said, "We're n- we're not going to do." any kind of you know vaccination mandates which was i think the largest corporation in the united states right now that has said they're not going to enforce it
1: well that'll just start the snowball. and hopefully that domino yeah, because it's it, the federal ju- the federal courts and you know, a judge ruled that it's not enforceable so like that supersedes the white house i don't know if everybody realizes that i mean that it, it's the president does not we are not a dictatorship. Yeah. The president is a uh, a body that is there to, to help facilitate and direct and become a buffer so decisions get made in a, in a just and timely manner. But he's not the final say. It's that we have balance of power in the United States in multiple different legislative, judicial, and so on and so forth. Legislative-wise, they thought that they could make legislation. The judicial branch said they can. Yep, shut it and, down. And the best part about our checks and balances is if one says no to the other, it can't happen. Just like that's, that's why the legislative branch can't do things that uh, the judicial branch can't do things that aren't going to be legislated because the legislators won't push it through. Yep. So it's a, it's a balance of power. So it's, it's a good thing because it's slowly, but surely getting to the point where it'll get back to where it needs to be. It's it's people being able to decide for themselves. And eventually what's going to happen is the majority of people are going to say no. And there's no way to enforce it because there is no legal, ground to do anything. Well, right now, OSHA has got their hands
0: tied, right? They can't do anything. And I was actually some, I got to give credit where credit is due. Like the White House came out this week and there was a bunch of news coming out of Fox and, you know, Newsmax that were saying the White House is going to come out with their most stringent and strict enforcement of vaccines and mandates this past Thursday. And what they actually released out of the White House was very level-headed and logical, actually, in my opinion. I mean, they're expanding family, you know, vaccination sites so that, you know, areas around the country can have less friction and go and get, you know, the, the vaccine if they want to. Um, they were, the, the most extreme one, and it really wasn't that extreme, was that they were going to, you know, basically enhance um, and and tighten down a little bit the testing and what was required for you to show coming back into the U.S. 24 instead of 48. From travel, days. exactly. So it was 24 hours instead of two days.
1: Um, but other than that, like, it wasn't anything too intense. So Which, um, God, it sucks, man. Because I when I came back from Mexico, the tests take like 30 hours to do.
0: It was funny because when I had to go to the Kings game the other day, I had to get one. And I got my results within 15 minutes,
1: almost 10 minutes. There, are like, there's the rapid ones that, that do it quick, right? But yeah. Like they, when I was in Mexico, they did like the brain tickler. Ooh. Oh, I hate it. Oh, it's a, I didn't know I had like nerves back there. <laughs> so anyway, that one took like, they were like, hey, you should go do this like day three-ish because yeah. then you'll get your results two days before. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's a little hard to do, but you know, whatever. We don't make the rules. I'm just curious to see.
0: We got Omicron, right? All of a sudden, you know, there's going to be one right behind it. We've been saying, if you go back and listen to episode, you know, beyond episode, month after month, I've been saying it. They're just going to keep coming up with stuff until they get to a threshold that they feel good about. And so I'm curious what Omicron, you know, is ultimately going to morph into next. However... Well, we have heard... Obviously, a Decepticon. Based on... <laughs> yeah, we're going <laughs> to... Haven't you ever watched cartoons? We're going to see... Um, Optimist you know, comes. These narratives continue to come out, and we saw a little bit of a pullback in the market, but we also saw...
1: Or uh, just panic selling. Yeah. And so, really, actually, guys, if you peel back and you can see things from my perspective, which, man, y'all would be blessed if you were looking at the stock market... Um, it's just a. It's actually a bullish sell-off. It's because people are, again, and this happened earlier in July, people are selling off a lot of their tech stocks to repurchase assets that will perform well in a reopened market scenario, which is where we're leading towards. Um, although numbers may be missed, which who cares if they're missed as long as they're trending in the right direction, everything is trending positive. Unemployment rate continues to go down. We are literally like... Forty basis points away. Yeah, Fox News came out with a big. Their headline this week was "big miss on jobs report," but overall, and the it only wasn't reason they're that, saying that, guys, wasn't is not that bad. They're trying to do a dig on Biden, and I'm a Republican, and I'll just tell you that. So i will just, it's. Let me clear all the BS out of the room. Um, that's why, if you, and what you should see over the next couple of days, if this is is what it is, is the S and P and the Dow of the three major indices those should be outperforming the NASDAQ because the NASDAQ is tech essentially. And that's what's going on currently today. And I I would predict that going on for the rest of the year. Uh, As I told you guys in January March, and I believe again in the summer, uh, value should and is panning out now to be the outperform for the year because those stocks have better balance sheets. They've been underperforming the other stocks and it's kind of their turn. Um, You're also going to get good yield from those areas. I'm not worried. I would, a bunch of purchases last week, I was nibbling on stock. Um, I have two kind of different portfolios for myself. One that's kind of more plain Jane and then one that's like hyper uh, aggressive growth. And that one will probably be down for a while because I'm, I'm still going to hold uh, individual tech names in there because yep. I'm holding them long-term. Mm-hmm. Um, Talk about that. When you say long-term, because I think a lot of people
0: like there's, you know, like my Palantir, right? Palantir's mm-hmm. down. But we holding that like some of those I want to hold long term. We might cycle out and cycle back in. But like talk about your mindset in terms of when you see people
1: rotate out of tech. Mm -hmm. Right. And still saying that I'm going to stay in tech. Yeah. Yeah. Like talk about talk. Give a little context to that. I just have a game plan. And like that's what I do with my clients. I mean, I I had even a couple of people and, you know, I have to remind them, you know, glad that you feel that way. But I don't. I don't really listen to you. So that's why you you keep me around. Um I there's there's a time and a place to avoid losses and it's when your time horizon suggests that you should do so. Part of investing in anything is is taking risk because if there's no risk, there's no reward. Yep. Um in most things. There's no risk reward scenarios, but the reward is very low because there's the the risk is very low. There's got to be some delta to be gotten by the third party. Without digressing too much on that. I just think that when I buy something, if I know that that stock's price will triple in three years, if I hold it for three years, it's 100% compounded rate of return for three years. And that's hard to do in the regular stock market just by having a quality diversified basket of goods. So if I'm willing to ride and get those rates of return, I have to be able to to hold through the, the bad times in order to get the good. And people so often just only Focus on the negative because that's the only thing that's the most aggressive emotion that they get, and they tend to forget they've taken one, two, three, four, five years of positive returns, and now you—it's your turn to not get a positive return year, and you're going to lose some of that. You won't realize the loss unless you sell, but you're on paper, you're going to have less value to that asset. Why would you sell? I mean, if you just like peel it back and like think about it. Why would you sell something if you have the same quantity of something? Why would you sell it when it's at a discount? Mm -hmm. You only want to be in the, you want to be the other side of the coin. You want to be the buyer in that arrangement because then you win. So constantly understanding. And that would be considered a term in your world, which is what? Dollar mm, cost averaging? Well, dollar cost averaging is where we put a fixed dollar asset amount every month, regardless of what goes d- down in the market. most of the time you'll buy some of the times when it's up, you'll buy Sometimes when it's down mm-hmm. and you'll over a long period of time, average your uh, position cost down. Um, that's just being a good prudent investor, right? It's not really a term. How many people do that? Of my clients? Yeah. 98% of them. I'm talking about the retail investor that's uh, not working with you. Less than 5%. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and how, why. I, and
0: how important is that strategy? Because we Dal, haven't really talked a lot
1: about the, the Dow bar. Averaging and- the Dow bar study that came out, um, DAL, D A L, bar, B A R, study that came out essentially said that a retail investor, before inflation, historically, like actual returns, not this is what this index said, this is like based on when they bought and when they sold and what they did, the average return before inflation on an investor is about 3.3% because mm-hmm. they, they tend to buy after something's already been good and they sell and don't hold long enough to, to realize any profit from something. So most retail investors actually have a negative real rate of return because when you add inflation to it, it's negative. It's still going to be a a higher number, but you know the difference between a number on paper and internal rate of return. Yeah. You could have done much better elsewhere is essentially you have a negative alpha. Your alpha is negative. You are not getting any value derived by the risk taken for the reward gotten. Yep. So for us, we can drive with a third or a quarter of the amount of risk that person takes we can drive long-term five, six, seven times that return. And then, you know, maybe get into the, the, the high nines, eights, low teens after you apply in inflation. And if you compound that for 30, 40 years, mm-hmm. it's really good. Nobody ever said, man, look at my thousand dollars. I made 20% on that, right? Wow. I made 20% on a thousand. I got 200 more dollars. I'm feeling great. But I will tell you what, when you have $5 million in there and you make 20%, you just made $1 million in interest. Trust me, it hits different. Trust me, it hits a heck of a lot different. You also get a four maybe percent dividend yield every year just sitting there. You just mm. get paid mm. half a million dollars. There ain't no, yes, there ain't no property please. tax. It's taxable though. There ain't no tax benefits for depreciation, but it's liquid net worth, not net worth. Yeah, That's why you have to have both. Yeah. Do you have an investment
0: portfolio and wonder if your financial advisor is overcharging you? Is your money properly allocated where it should be based on what goals you're trying to achieve? If you're not 100% confident in these answers, then don't forget to take advantage of your free financial x-ray by texting the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. You will receive a full financial audit on your investment portfolio and get all the answers to your financial questions so that you can rest assured that your investing decisions are actually aligned with your best interests and the future that you're looking to build. Get started today by texting the word X-Ray to 844-447-1555.
1: I was having this conversation with somebody the other day that's got about $9 million in real estate and about $38,000 in equities. And they were actually, they were like, well, yeah, this is what they said to me, but look at the value of my real estate this week and look at the value of my stock portfolio. I said, absolutely. And you could still get more out of your stock portfolio than you could out of your real estate. And you know what he said? Holy crap. You're right. I never actually thought of it past that. I said, yeah, how, how? Take $15,000 out of here. Well, I can take it out. I can just sign a Yeah, but you have to originate a loan. Cost. Get your line of credit you Get your line of, yep. Somebody just pulled your credit. So that's going to go against your credit for the year. It's going to lower your credit score. You especially, me and you know that person. Yes. Mm. You probably get your credit pulled 55 million times a year like I, I do. do. Uh, so it like doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Um, so like people don't think past their nose on stuff. Mm-hmm. And like net worth in real estate is so freaking important don't, don't hear me out wrong on this, but like, don't, don't be a fool and just say, I hit, I hit a, I hit a single, so I'm not going to look at anything else. You got to have both. Yeah. You've recently moved into that and your liquid net worth just continues to grow mm-hmm. and grow and grow. And you are in a different position than most people because you have like massive equity positions and commercial properties and you can leverage differently than most people. But for most retail investors, they need to have both because at some point, one of them is not going to be their cash cow and they need to be able to, to to pivot and not have everything in one area.
0: Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable To making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network
1: I'm still very, very, very um, bullish though, like I said, on the stock market through the end of this year and next year, and still on the real estate market. I don't see the data just doesn't point to any other direction besides money to be made. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. You know, It's funny, I've been talking
0: with more and more people and I always just like to, I like to ask more questions and talk. And so I'm always asking people, what are you seeing? What do you feeling out there. And it's so funny how many people are like, oh, the market's going gonna, gonna to tank next year. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. Tell me more. Why why do you feel that way? And literally nobody has any data to back it up except for the fact that they have heard a it.
1: feeling. Oh, no, they don't even have a feeling.
0: They just heard it. From because it has been so, you know, bullish over the last, you know, couple years that it just, it has to to crash. And what I'll tell you guys is, um, the data just doesn't support that. Now, does it support a cooling down? Yeah. And are there dominoes that could fall that could definitely trigger, 100%. right, yeah. uh, a correction, not a crash? Maybe, yeah. maybe a pullback. A pullback.
1: Like, I wouldn't even say a correction because that's ten percent or more off the peak, and I don't, th- I don't think that's going to happen.
0: So, and here's the thing: you know, there are a good amount of borrowers that went into mortgage relief type of programs. Uh, from the pandemic Mm -hmm. and a significant amount of them are completely back to normal, paying their mortgages, completely caught up and
1: fine. Just like a small percentage are absolute dog shit now. Correct. Like they were are, they already All, knew that was going to happen. Yep, it's already baked into the equation, guys. They know that that's going to happen. Correct.
0: It's kind of like you can't fix stupid is the easiest. Well, way it could've. was almost kind of like the the way I look at it and equate it to is the same thing as a lot of small businesses. Yeah, right. There were a lot of small businesses that were just hanging
1: on by a shoestring, and they took PPP and they 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 puffed their last few puffs of the cigar and they fizzled it, out. Yep, and they were not running and operating the way they should have been. Right, they
0: Correct. weren't stewards of good business practices, good accounting, good marketing, good sales, and guess what? Eventually, you run out of rope. Same thing that is going to happen with people in their mortgages. That doesn't mean, though, that we're going to see a massive flood of foreclosures, and here's why. So, Black Knight Mortgage Data, um, cash-out refinances in Q3 of this year, highest rate in 14 years since 2007. The difference, though, right, you might be kind of latching onto that 2007 number. So that was about $70 billion that was pulled out of people's homes. We've seen a massive increase in equity. So people had more to pull down on, right? Mm -hmm. But the loan-to-value is still at an extremely safe number. It is the lowest total market leverage in record history of the housing market think about that real quick, guys. It is the lowest loan to value. So the lowest amount of leverage debt, essentially, based on the equity and value of all of the real estate assets. We'll just keep it in terms of single family real estate assets in record history. So we're not going to see this massive influx of now, if values completely flipped on their heads, that's a different story, but we're just not going to see that because when they were going through these refis, the average credit score of that $70 billion that was pulled it's out- It's got to be 720-ish. 729, my friend. Yeah, it's got it. There be. was 10% of those were less than 729. It was
1: unreal to get my loan. I, I wrote the amount- I of- could not believe- I've you know when we're we, both quality. I mean, did we've candidates. gone
0: through so? Oh my God! <laughs> I've done two SBA loans this year on two of the hotels. I've done three refis. I've I did one bought two Jumbo. commercial properties this year. I just did and one Jumbo. It, the amount of paperwork, the amount of hoops, the amount of red tape, the amount of underwriting, and dot you know dotting and T crossing that these underwriters and banks are doing now is no fucking joke. I know. It's no joke. So, if you think that people are writing bad, fraudulent,
1: they're not. negligent mortgages, they're not. They're it, just not. It's almost to the point where it's like I was begging them. I was like, I like want to give you my money. But I like I need I need your money. I got a good insurance policy, guys, but I can't take a loan that big. And that's again not to digress. One of the nice things about taking loans out of our insurance—it's a one-page piece of paper, and the money's there six days later with no underwriting. It's pretty great. But I digress. It was it was so hard, and I was I was twenty percent down with enough money in the bank in my savings account to almost purchase the loan. Yep. It was like unbelievably hard. But I also took that as a like personally that pissed me off. But like on the flip side of things, that means great. That means that everybody, or the majority of people, because there's always going to be a couple bad ones, that are getting loans are of high credit quality, meaning the mortgage-backed securities that are being issued on that debt are of high credit quality. You got it. Meaning that the mm-hmm. institutions that are purchasing them are going to make money. Uh-huh. Meaning they're going. It's it's right. welcome to capitalism. Yes. And so,
0: will we see? Anything drastic happen in twenty twenty two. Well Yeah. Real I I can't, real estate, I can't, I can't gonna get more. I can't say uh, no, of course, with the ultimate confidence because who knows, right? With uh, what's transpired over the last couple years. But what I can say is a lot of the data is is shown we're seeing pending home sales still increasing month over month. We're still seeing inventory remain at record lows. We're still seeing overall, even though affordability is still a little bit of a challenge, we're still seeing cheap money, we're still seeing strong buyer demand. So until we really see any of these big levers get pulled that have massive ripple effects, I don't think there's anything to be concerned about. And I think you should really continue to move full steam ahead with whatever your investing plans are. And again, if the market does shift, I'll just meet the market where it's at. As long as, again, because a lot of the stuff that I'm buying are long term, just like Ryan said on his tech stuff, you know, and some of his specific strategies and certain avenues of his portfolio, it's the same thing. When I'm looking at certain assets, especially if you're buying in what you feel like might be a little bit of a volatile market or maybe a shifting market, if I'm playing the long term game, I'm still accounting for in my underwriting and in my pro forma, baking in all of those potential risk factors as buffers and safety nets. So if and when they do happen, the underwriting of what I just bought that asset for, you always hear me say, you make your money when you buy, you realize it over time and when you sell. If those things happen, the deal still stands on its own. My returns that I wanted still stand stable and strong because I factored all of those things in there. And guess what? If they don't, well, that's just icing on the cake. That's dropping to the bottom line. And we're outperforming what we, you know, used as underwriting for that particular asset. And that is what I always tell people. I see a ton of syndicators out there right now raising money for deals. I I even see, you know, a handful of just mom and pop investors that are buying real estate and the deal only makes sense if it's a 100% blue sky best case scenario in their underwriting and on their pro forma. And those are usually the people that got, get caught with their pants down versus the people that are being a little bit more conservative and baking in some of these potential risk factors into how they're buying their real estate assets. Those are the people that usually fare well better, not only on that deal, but long-term. And when you get more and more of those deals under your belt and you get more and more repetition as you go through that process and you affirm that what you did was the right thing to do, or you realize like, okay, you know what? I could have maybe taken a little bit more risk there, but the deal still makes sense. And I still got my investors their Win, right? I still won you're playing this long-term game. You're going to get more and more people coming into the fold and working with you versus the syndicators that I see that painted a blue sky. They didn't actually realize that in real life when they went to execute on the strategy because some of those things came up that they didn't bake into their pro forma. And now investors are upset. Their reputation is tarnished. People aren't bringing their money back in for another deal. And that is the challenge you're going to have if you don't, under-promise, and over-deliver. So just keep that in mind with your guys' strategies. With that being said, I wanted to end on a positive note today. Something that made me very, very happy over the weekend. Can you imagine? Uh,
1: I know a couple things, but I've-
0: CNN fired Chris Cuomo. The network's Mm. most watched television anchor, a New York State investigation, found that Chris used CNN resources to support his brother, former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, who resigned in August amid sexual harassment allegations. Chris contacted journalists regarding forthcoming articles about his brother and tried to identify the women making allegations documents imply. Cuomo show, Cuomo primetime was CNN's most watched nightly program. And it actually, I think this morning, more news is coming out that now he's getting sexual harassment allegations that are coming out about him. And man, I mean, the
1: apple don't fall far
0: from the tree. <laughs> it that doesn't sample. fall far from the tree. And to me, I just, I, whether it, like, if you're a bad person, you're a bad person. If you're unethical, you're unethical. I don't care if you're a black, white, Asian, Indian, Republican, Democrat, like, it doesn't matter to me. And that's why I keep going back to, like, vaccinated, unvaccinated. I judge people based on their character, how they treat other people, if they have high integrity, if they have strong morals and core values. And that dude is just... A freaking fraud and a criminal yep. and somebody that wants to get on TV and use his platform to infiltrate very moldable minds across the world with garbage and BS. Now he won't I'm not saying I'm not discrediting all the stories that, that he again. said were bad. I'm not saying everything that he did in his career was horrible. What I'm saying is I love when people get held to have real accountability for like though, doing some like he crossed the ethics line of journalism now obviously more and more stuff is coming out about him being just a shyster and shady and sexual harassment and things like that so um hey you, you, one you throw darts this. just know that darts might be coming at back at you at some or point when you point time. a finger
1: just remember there's three coming right back at you you said it brother
0: With that being said, guys, if you enjoyed the show, please hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review in iTunes. If you're not on the deals list for my syndication investment opportunities, text the word DEALS to 844-447-1555. If you haven't gotten your free financial x-ray and connected with Ryan and his team, text that same word, or text X ray X-R-A-Y, to that same phone number, 844-447-1555. And guys, as we roll into 2022, We've got some exciting guests, we've got some exciting uh, shows, we've got some exciting meetups that we want to be doing and connecting with many of you, expanding our community. Um, If you guys have any particular guests that you want us to interview, resources um, or topics that you want us digging into and sharing our insights on, whether that's metaverse, NFTs, financial markets, you know, real estate. Any topics that are of interest to you on your wealth building journey, text us at 844-447-1555 with some of those topics, with some of those people, with some of those questions. We would love to bring you guys and what you want into the fold on the show. And uh, we're going to be doing some more updates in terms of real life case studies of people who have invested in you know my syndications that have done their financial x-rays with Ryan and had their portfolios see massive growth and gains and if you guys want to hang out with us, we will have some more opportunities to be doing that, um, to be discussing some really cool stuff in person, doing some really fun activities in person. And so don't forget to reach out to us. With that being said, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to 2 Million MBM. We'll see you guys next week. Cheers, guys. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Wealth Building Wednesday. Be sure to tune in next week for more news and updates. If you got some value from today's show, all we ask is that you either leave a review on whatever podcasting platform you enjoy listening to this content on or share this with somebody that you know can gain some insight, some value from it. One of the things that you guys know about Ryan and I is you know, we definitely won't say we have all the answers and we definitely won't say we know it all. We just wanna bring conversation to the areas, the topics that we believe are really important to bring attention and awareness to to help you sharpen your ax, put more tools on your tool belt, weaponize you to make the best decisions that align not only with your financial goals, right, but your lifestyle goals. So if you guys want to take advantage of Ryan's free financial x-ray on your investment portfolio, all you have to do is text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. Most people have no idea what they're being charged from a fee perspective or really in most cases overcharged and whether or not their current investment plan is actually aligned with what they're trying to accomplish and by when. And this is something Ryan does for all of our listeners for free. So be sure to take them up on that X-ray, one word to 844-447-1555. Also, if you are someone who is serious about building your wealth and you're already kind of established, but you want to surround yourself with other like-minded, high net worth individuals, Be sure to text WEALTHCAMP, one word, to 844-447-1555 to learn more about our intimate five-star experiences with other like-minded business owners and investors to cross-pollinate, to hear what they're doing and to have a whole whole hell of a lot of fun while we're doing it. And last, if you wanna know more about consulting or getting mentorship directly from me or from Ryan, you can learn more by texting the word MENTOR to 844-447-1555. With that being said, that's all for this week. Until next week, Keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to a Million and Beyond. Cheers, my friends.